Everybody, we have a super quick recap for you after night one of the Democratic debate taking place in Miami, Florida. This was supposed to be the B team. This was supposed to be all the also rans, all the misfit toys, all the broken elements of our Democratic Party process all gathered. And well, they 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 I kind of followed uh, to suit. <laughs> it kind of felt like the B team. It was as as built. However, I will say with all modesty that I got everything right. I was perfect. I gave y'all four things that would happen tonight. Right. Amongst my five ironclad truths, I gave you four things that would happen. That Warren would be the talk of the town. She is. She deserves it. Although, goddamn, if they could feed her a few more softballs, she'd be running a goddamn beer league. I mean, really, she got not only would you put more restrictions on abortion? Uh, no. Thunderous applause. But also... Uh, the Parkland uh, massacre uh, has touched off a, a renewed interest in school shooting. Guns good? She's like, no, guns bad. Thunderous applause. She got a lot of easy questions, or at least not necessarily easy questions, but she got a lot of questions that were grooved right into the kind of talking points that she talks about in her stump speech. This is uh, just a good matchup for her she got fed good things you can uh, debate whether or not it was shaded that way i would say look when you're the only person who has that kind of clout up there on that stage you're gonna get that kind of treatment this is like a, a lebron james gets foul calls that kavon looney doesn't that's Elizabeth Warren up there on that stage. She got the answers that she, or she got the questions that she wanted. She delivered the answers well, and she looked a cut above. Who else looked a cut above? The other guy that I said was going to do really well, Cory Booker. He has been an also-ran coming into this debate, and it's the reason why. It's the reason why I said that getting on night one was going to be a benefit to whoever got up on that stage. If Mayor Pete was up on that stage, if Andrew Yang was up on that stage, they would have done well. The people that sucked ass were people that were going to suck ass because they're not ready to be at that level. And trust me, I'll get to senior crappy. But let's talk about who did well. Booker did well. Booker's used to being in a major media market. Booker's used to being on camera. Booker already uh, uh, tested his fiery, like, and I just can't kind of rhetoric when he was on the Kavanaugh hearings. It's the reason why Kamala Harris is going to do well tomorrow night. This is just mathematics. It's reps. He's had a lot of time in the spotlight. He showed off for it. 
He uh, did did well where he needed to go. I think he's going to see a renewed interest, and he's going to get way more spotlight than anybody else that is going to be in the debate tomorrow night. Now let's get to the surprises. First, the one person that did well that I didn't tell you earlier today would do well, Julian Castro. Julian Castro showed off on a level that I was not expecting to. He certainly was in a friendly environment. Uh, uh, he was he was rocking every possible uh, uh, cheap pop in Espanol he possibly could. Obviously, this debate took place in Miami. Miami is a very Hispanic city. Uh, uh, and so he did well there. He did well on the border. And he, like the other person that I told you was going to make a splash, took plenty of pot shots at Senor Crappy. We'll get to him. But first, let me tell you about the other person that I said was going to make a splash. What did I tell you all on the PX3 podcast? That there would be one candidate who would be throwing Molotov cocktails like he was a goddamn Pike Street Market fish tosser. And that was Bill de Blasio. He doesn't care about uh, uh, trade and paint. He had very direct barbs towards Senior Crappy. He had very subtle barbs toward uh, uh, Cory Booker. He made a point to say, I'm the only person on this stage that has a black son. You know, I wonder who that was toward. I wonder if it was toward the only other black guy on stage. Or the only black guy on stage. Not other black guy, because Bill de Blasio isn't black. I wonder if that's just a subtle mention that, like, now everybody's going to think, like, wait a minute, but, like, Cory Booker's on stage. He's running for president. Let me look up and see uh, how many kids he's got. Oh, wait, he does have no kids. Well, let me look up who his wife is. Oh. Oh. So why is Cory Booker unmarried, no kids? Things that make you go, hmm. Again, this is subtle. This is the kind of shit that Bill de Blasio, that's next level shit talking. That is next level. That That is a shit talk that takes somebody else Googling the punchline. Bill de Blasio is a knife fighter. He knows how to fight with a knife. Everybody else, who cares? Look, Tim Ryan has crazy eyes, and he looks like Mark Zuckerberg's dad, who's uh, very excited uh, for him to knock off all this computer malarkey and get a union job. John Delaney got ran over some, so many times, he might as well have been grandma uh, uh, and have reindeer hooves on his face. Tulsi Gabbard was fine when it came to the anti-war stuff, but she is not ready for prime time. She, this is a good first run out there uh, so she can get her sea legs under her. At some point, she might be a good anti-war politician, but it's hard to be an anti-war politician when you're running against a president who literally just begged off a war. Amy Klobuchar is somebody that I do think can have a future in this party, but I'll put this to John Delaney as well. If you're going to say I'm offering real solutions and I'm not offering empty promises, then offer real solutions and yell at the people who are making empty promises. You can't just say I'm going to connect with these people. I'm going to reach out to these people. If Klobuchar's point is I'm electable, then you need to talk to them and you can't be afraid that somebody else is going to come back at you talking wild shit in Spanish. 
Both of them were afraid. Both of them weren't ready for prime time. But nobody takes the L more than one person. One person fucked up so hard. I am going to be shocked. I am going to be blown away if by the time that tomorrow's sun rises, that they have a job. The NBC sound engineer. I mean, holy shit. How many of these are you going to do and you can't turn on the right fucking mics? Get out of here. You're an absolute disgrace. You're supposed to be the top of your industry and you are totally a fucking embarrassment. This is supposed to be the pinnacle of journalism. You got the first debate in the entire democratic system and this is how you repay the people that gave you that job. You're embarrassing Chuck Todd you're embarrassing Rachel Maddow do you know what happens to people who embarrass Rachel Maddow by the way Chuck Todd and Rachel Maddow both look like twins whose life took very very different paths but if it weren't for that NBC sound engineer then easily the person who had the worst night was Senior Crappy Beto O'Rourke Not only did he look like he was about to vomit through 70% of the debate, but he was lackluster. And I don't know if I can Google this right now in my Google Translate, but if I can find the Spanish translation for tries too hard, then I would apply that to starting off with no qualification, with no I'd like to talk to my Hispanic uh, voters right now, with no point Literally starting off talking out, uh, talking in Spanish when you don't have as good an accent as Julian Castro. You don't sound as proficient as fucking Cory Booker. This was a embarrassment. And the only reason why I am smiling to say that somebody just pooped themselves on live television is because I called it. Yes. <laughs> I think I said on Twitter today that Beto would disappear so much that he would fade away like a a, a Marty McFly in Back to the Future. And that's exactly what he did. Beto O'Rourke. Oh, my God. What an embarrassment. There are going to be buzzards circling Beto tomorrow. I don't think he's going to drop out before the next debate, but I do think that this is going to be the media punching bag. Here's how you know he was eating ass on stage and everybody knew it. Booker went hard after him. De Blasio went hard after him, and he couldn't stand up to either of them. He should have ended the debate with, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark, and then blown out like a a spilled over ashtray onto Brickle Avenue. I mean, I have seen people on Ocean Drive uh, uh, walking out of the Live nightclub that looked in better shape than Beto did up on stage for that Miami debate. This was a disaster. For him. And I called it. (laughs) Called it, called it, called it. 
Look, he sucked in the debates when he ran against Ted Cruz. He he was not good then. Why would he be good now when the when the pressure is so much higher? I hope whoever talked him into running uh, uh, feels good about themselves that they embarrassed a man like that. They gaslit that man to thinking he should run for president, and now he is doing nothing but swimming in a pool of his own shame. Beto, big loser. Pendejo. All right. That's going to wrap it up for our little wrap-up segment. Uh, Thank you guys so much uh, for listening tonight. We will be back with a a wrap-up show tomorrow. Uh, But until then, I will see you later. A reminder that some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and some... I think probably tonight we'll talk about politics, but this is the only show that talks about all three. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>